Welcome to Medium of the Month. I am the host with the most, Holden Hintz, here with my special ghost guest, Bob Buell. Hello, everybody. He will be speaking like this for the rest of the podcast, so I hope you're not annoyed right now. It's exhausting. So we are here to talk about podcasts. That is the medium that Bob Buell has chosen for this month. So, BB, why did you choose podcasts? Well, Holden, first off, thank you for having me on here. Uh, I'm a fan of the show, and I really appreciate you reaching out. Um, Pleasure. Yeah. But uh, I I think my love of podcasts kind of started with a a real love of radio. I was a a big fan in the, like, I guess, late 90s, early 2000s. I was just really, really interested how – not even from a technical level of like, you know, radio waves and megahertz and all that stuff. Like that stuff doesn't interest me, but like the structure of a radio show and how it's built and how it's, you know, it has to happen either every day, every week, late night radio shows are different from morning shows, which are different from like afternoon drive shows. All that stuff just really, really fascinated me. And uh, I loved listening to the radio. I love the different personalities, good bad or indifferent like real schlocky and cheesy or you know good and entertaining regardless of what they were i absolutely loved it so when i was able to listen to basically radio shows but in recorded format which is basically what a podcast is more or less right uh, i i i fell down a rabbit hole and i i listened to lots of them and i still do listen to lots of them um to the point where I've I've yeah. made my own. In fact, I I, I love it. I, I really love the medium. I think it's super interesting to work only in audio too. Like there's something I don't know. It it kind of it tickles a different part of your brain when you have to only do it via audio. Um, there's something Absolutely. special about it. Yeah. No. I, and it's worth mentioning, which I failed to that. Bob Buell is a friend of the show because he has been featured, whether uh, he wants to acknowledge it or not, <laughs> uh, on the show uh, as we talked about his podcast, which is 99 Questions with Bob Buell, and it's an absolute banger of a podcast. And so that's, I, I think that kind of goes hand in hand with, you know, we both have our own podcast that we do. We can come together and, and appreciate what makes podcasting good as a medium. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. I, I appreciate that. If anyone wants to hear more of me talking, yeah, you could you could check that thing out. But that's not what it's about today. It's about the it's about the medium. It's about uh, some specific podcasts we chose here. Yes, absolutely. So we chose uh, podcasts for each other, which we had not previously listened to. Uh, right. Obviously, we listened to our own recommendations and then recommended to each other. And we haven't talked about these podcasts uh, to each other yet. So you'll be hearing our first on-air live reactions to them and we'll be starting with bob buell who i recommended a podcast known as cold to him and so bob what did you think of cold i liked it i liked it quite a bit um now i, I don't want to give any spoilers about that that's going to be a little bit later but as a general right. overview um cold is basically a cold case file uh, missing persons investigation deep dive. Um, right. And and here's the thing that I was really interested in. Normally, I'm not b- 
big on like the true crime uh murder mystery podcast type thing i know there's a ton of them and i know people absolutely adore it um but for me i i, I usually I, I don't know i've just it's never stuck with me for the most part um but going into this one i was hooked relatively quickly i didn't quite know where they were going with it at first if i'm being right. honest like the, it, it takes a couple of episodes of of preface and setup before you really know where this is going uh and then it i like the the seatbelt was on like i was all in and then I, that's when i was listening to like three or four episodes like back to back to back because i was like no 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 there, i gotta know what happens next i gotta know what happens next and i quickly no, totally. realized why people listen to these type of uh murder mystery uh uh type podcasts right well because it, it kind of sets you up with knowing the ending automatically like you know this person is never found yeah you know there's no there's not going to be a resolution for you and so once you kind of know that from the get-go your your expectations are changed because you're not thinking oh what's the end game how does she get found what's going on you're more thinking all right how did it lead to this how did this once happy scenario get to where it is today you know how yeah. how did things unravel so far out of hand and i think that's definitely where the the meat claws come in and you get hooked oh yeah yeah well i i did find it super interesting that from like literally the podcast description like from the first episode from the little uh i forget what they call it but it's like a, a little preface episode like a five minute you know episode zero yeah. if you will the the prologue the prologue yes thank you um the, like that and attached to the description of every single episode it tells you flat out like this case is still not solved there were no arrests made like you know don't go into this expecting on the finale episode that they're going to be like it was the butler and there right. he stood <laughs> with a bloody candlestick like that's not what this is about this is more of a kind of tragic tale of these people unraveling over time and these families unraveling more than it is a whodunit. Um, yeah. And spe specifically, it's it's focusing on the case of, I think, Sarah Powell's her name. Uh, correct. And, yeah. Or uh, Susan Powell. And, I'm sorry. Susan Powell. Thank you. And basically how she ends up going missing. And then the, uh, I guess, what, what conspires with her family and what conspires with um, her husband. And the, the my favorite part about it, and kind of why I recommended it to you, is because from the outside looking in, it's like, how did this not get solved? Like, how did yeah. this this conclusion not get made by everyone else? Like, the conclusion we're all getting while listening to these tapes and listening to this information and, like, friends and family, like, how did they not jump in and stop this from ever happening? And so it really, like, for me, it made me think, what can I do differently? Like for people around me, like people I know that are in similar scenarios, like oh, what difference can I make if, if all these people were so close to this uh, woman and knew of this dynamic and relationship, why, why didn't this conclusion be, been helped or been stopped? Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's very telling that even at the end of, I think every single episode, there's kind of a call out being like, if anything you're hearing here sounds familiar, it's some sort of like spousal abuse, whether it's verbal or right. mental or something like, you know, th that's why this is here. This is here to set an example for for you to recognize in whether your own or someone else's life. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's and that and that's what I mean. Like the first couple of episodes talks about it doesn't even really get into Susan Powell until like episode two, I believe. Uh, because first it talks about Josh Powell, who's like the husband, quote unquote, uh, right. through the whole thing, and just how much of a I mean, for lack of a better word, a weirdo he is. Oh yeah, total um, nutcase. Yeah. And and it goes into some real details of just oddball stuff that he does, weird behavior, the the absolute strangest family dynamic possible. Uh, introduces his character as just a total, or his uh, his father. Excuse me. Uh, he introduces his father as like a, a complete like scumbag of a character as well. Early on, I say character because obviously this is a real story and it's a real tragedy, but like. When I, you know, I listen to it as, as more right, of like a, right. you know, I, I, I see, I always see everything in like my mind's eye as like a TV show or a movie or something. That's a, that's the only I mean, reason it's I a very, it like that. it's super entertaining, like yeah. just because you're like, how do these people exist? And so they, oh. it feels like they're fictional characters, like his proposal to his wife, like oh. the way that that goes, like who, who would ever sing a song like that <laughs> and to propose to your wife? Like, it's just it is literally the writing of fiction that has unfortunately become a reality. And so yeah. you, you can't help but be entertained by how unrealistic this real story is. I, I had to look up after about four or five episodes uh, if it was real or not, because right. there was enough. And especially the way it's done, it's obviously done in kind of a documentary type audio format um, where it's interspersed with recordings, home movies, journal entries, some of which are done by actors that are like, you know, reading journal entries from these characters or from these people. I got to stop calling them characters <laughs> from these people. Um, but some of them are real home movies or some of which are real audio recordings that they took in like a, an audio journal type thing. And I was like, this is almost too convenient. To have oh, yeah. every main person in this story have a journal that they can go back to and create, you know, they can put together a story out of it. It, it was almost too convenient to the point where I was like, I don't know, this, something smells here. You know, something smells off. But no, this is a real case from like 10 years ago. Uh, it, it's got you know, a ton of headlines like the, this guy, the father appeared on, I think they said like NBC news at some point, like right in, in the wake of all the, 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 the disappearance and all that, like this is a real thing that really happened. And that, that kind of blew my mind a little bit more. And I think that's, that's about the same point where I said like the seatbelt was buckled in. I was, I, now it was, it was not like, I'm going to listen to this. It's like, I want to listen to this. Oh yeah. And and the sheer amount of like actual audio files that they have makes this such a brilliant podcast cuz this mm. like opened my eyes to the world of what like short form podcasts can be cuz just like you'd said my relationship with podcasting was kind of based on radio and the fact that it happens every single week and I'd listen to some like ESPN 30 for 30 type uh, mm -hmm. deals with cuz it was sports was my way into it. And so getting in now moving my mind and getting into crime, it, it's like the sheer amount of just raw audio files that they had that they could spear together and make a really, really 
high quality podcast out of was astounding. Yeah. Like it, I, I applaud you for getting through all of this in a month. Cause I think there's some like 16 episodes and they're all like an hour each. And so they have a lot of things to talk about that you would think, Oh, you know, it's just the disappearance of a woman. You know, how much can they talk about? But there's so much to that family dynamic to her husband, yeah. to the, the company that he started, like so many different little things that go along the way that make you kind of get such a big picture that as a normal like bystander or just somebody that watches the news, you would never understand that unless you listen to this like podcast documentary <laughs> yeah. of her life. Yeah, there's, there's just no way. Like this is clearly compiled after the fact from what I'm sure is hundreds of hours of police research in addition to uh you know a, a lot of hours of interviewing people after the fact combined with tons of journal entries audio tapes home movies that is is simply astounding that they had this much documentation on it uh to the point where any bit of time not accounted for during like the timeline of the 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 like you know, week or two around the disappearance. I think they said at one point, like 18 hours are unaccounted for, but outside of that, everything else, they know exactly what was going on based on people from work, people from uh, like nannies, babysitters, you know, like through all these right. sorts of reports, everything is covered, which is, yeah, it, it speaks to a, you know, this being really a perfect scenario uh, to, to, do a podcast about and and be how much research and time was was put into it to make it into a really interesting fascinating listen no totally and i and you hit it on the nail those 18 hours are huge yeah. like those 18 hours that are missing is like everything mm -hmm. about this entire file it's and mentioned so in just about every just episode going forward like this is oh, the yeah. crux of what they need to figure out Right. And so the fact that those 18 hours, literally even the people with the most knowledge and most information do not know, it is just brilliant. Because as a listener, you just want to try to solve this. You that's the, I, I imagine that's the crack. That's the crack cocaine of crime <laughs> podcasts that everyone loves. It, it's be, you become a detective. You know, you are now a detective on the case. You're receiving all the information. You're receiving the knowledge. And you're thinking, well, why didn't they look here? Or, well, th this is what the next thing that the police should do, you know? And yeah. so once once you receive all that information, you kind of want to unravel it in your mind, especially when you know there is not going to be a happy ending. There is no satisfying conclusion to this because it's foregone for yeah. many years. Which which I was partially even a little disappointed in, too, because... And, and it's not the fault of the podcast, obviously, but, um, you know, there are a couple even bonus episodes that are in the feed. I think some of them you have to, like, have a premium subscription of some sort <laughs> for, which I didn't I didn't have. But that's how they get you. <laughs> there, there was a bonus one like that was released like three months ago or something. And I was like, oh, maybe this maybe this will have the answer. <laughs> and like that one, I didn't want to read right. the description. I didn't do anything. And, you know. It's, I don't I don't know if it's a spoiler entirely, but uh, it it is still a cold case. Like, <laughs> right, right. I mean, that's the name of the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but overall, uh, um, uh, you know, I have a, a a couple very small gripes about it. But uh, as far as the story they were telling, and entertainment value, and how well it was produced, and just about everything around the show, um, really, really 
grabbed me, really entertained me, uh, like really got me uh, sad at, at certain points that that we'll go oh, yeah. into in the second half. Um, but I mean, it was it was a really enthralling type show. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. No, man, I'm glad you I'm really glad you liked it because it, it kind of when I thought about what I wanted to give you, I wanted to give you something that is kind of an emotional roller coaster that does get you hooked in there. So I'm glad you liked it. And if anything that you're hearing me or Bob talk about sounds interesting to you, I totally recommend listening to it in its entirety, or at least a few episodes here and there. Just pick out the ones that you want to, because like I said, it is a longer show, at least before we get into the spoilers at about the halfway point, just so we don't spoil everything for you before you listen to it. But if you want to live life on the edge, then you can go ahead and listen to this all the way through. Yeah. Or I guess if you just remember the case, even you might have at least a, a semblance True. of an understanding of, of what's going in. But there's a lot of points where the host uh, makes mention uh, whose whose name I actually didn't uh, write down. I can't remember it offhand. But the guy who basically did a lot of the uh, investigation and and uh, research on this after the fact, uh, he he will even say in the middle of an episode like, "This is an interview that's never been released before, or this is information." Right that has never been made public prior to right now. And it's like, oh, this guy is this guy's legit. This is not like some guy at iHeartRadio just piecing this together. Like this guy knows his stuff and he's put a lot of time into this. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, it, it's it's something that certainly is special and it's it is highlighting a limited series podcasts in a way that like I feel like very few other podcasts have done. And I've listened to quite a few uh, limited series podcast and mm. this one is just uh, it, for anyone who wants to kind of get their fingers dirty into what that world is like i would heavily recommend cold because it is a very good podcast ditto yeah all right so the podcast that bob recommended to me is called the polybius conspiracy and it's part of a bigger podcast called showcase by radiotopia and I had never heard of it. I, I, I'd never even heard of what Polybius was. Oh, um, but right from the get-go, uh, I was hooked because my hometown is Portland, Oregon. And the entire thing revolves around a arcade cabinet in Portland, Oregon that was unmarked. Uh, and I believe all, all black is how they describe it. Mm-hmm. And it, was, it, it appeared out of nowhere in a local arcade and people started playing it and apparently it had some side effects that would make you dizzy or make you have problems and it, it nobody knew where it came from a lot of people suspected oh it, it, it came from the FBI or the government it's some kind of like covert thing to be mind control very to me listening it sounded like okay this is very like x-files ish you know like listening to like oh you know aliens a, a little bit you know kind of oh, just because yeah. eventually it's, it becomes a folklore legend you know uh because nobody can verify it like people a lot of different people almost like bigfoot right the people said oh you know i see bigfoot this way oh well, i saw him similarly you know this is what polybius the game was like and this is you know what i remember about it this is how i felt and then you get right from the uh kind of the hook of it all is you get someone who played polybius and that's where you start hearing, okay, maybe this is a real thing because this is a real person. Uh, but then his story kind of goes off the walls about basically he, he's, you find this out in the first ep- or two episodes, but basically he gets abducted and it's connected to Polybius. Mm-hmm. And that's where the big uh, rabbit tail 
uh, rabbit's hole, <laughs> the snowball starts going. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and it's it really starts rolling downhill fast because a, there's a lot of different interacting people that are connected to his story, and apparently this guy has a um, tour that he does around Portland uh, that has to do with places that I was I'm familiar with, like um, the ground control arcade uh, it's somewhere that i've been in portland and i love that arcade and i'm familiar with um a guy that the the owner that they did interviews with who they talked about polybius and they had a lot of conversations with a lot of different people like historians to gather up different information and so uh the main guy brian something or another uh who who hosts these tours around uh portland it really kind of hooks you and you think okay this guy is kind of telling his story he's he's kind of a nerd he's a social so very socially awkward uh and his entire life is based around this one event that has to do with polybius this arcade cabin that may or may not have existed but nobody wants to believe him and so he kind of devoted his life to proving that it existed and kind of at least the culture around portland arcades and so for me, listening in, this was awesome because A, I love arcades. Uh, B, I love the Pacific Northwest. Portland is my home. And C, I thought th- the name of the show is The Plebeus Conspiracy. I, who doesn't love a good conspiracy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you start hearing something you want to believe, you want to be on this guy's side because if it's not true, then what? He's lying. And I mean, that's just always the lamest bottom line. If conspiracies aren't true, someone is lying. Sure. But if you, they're telling the truth, then that means X, Y, Z, you know, then that means the government's trying to control people. Yeah. And that means they're willing to go to extreme lengths to capture children. And there's was child trafficking going in and on, on an arcade in, in the eighties. And so it's like, there's so many different other possibilities. And so you want to believe in these kind of conspiracies. Yeah, no, it, 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 uh, it dives very deep, very quickly. So, uh, with, with a little bit of backstory, uh, basically, I, I was familiar with um, the concept of the concept of sounds so weird to call it. But, yeah, the concept of Polybius, which is like right in and of itself, an urban legend of a game. So it was it was this thing. And, and people say, like, sometimes the, the rumor of it started in the 90s or 2000s, depending on who you ask. Like, it, it's kind of a, a topic that doesn't have a lot of solid information on it much like any good urban legend or conspiracy theory um and so it was basically this uh arcade cabinet that yeah would would float around to different arcades and people would swear that they saw it or they had a buddy who swear that they saw it or you know oh my cousin's best friend's uncle's former roommate played it once one of those kind of games and some people would say it would make him sick. Some people would say it would, just like you were saying, would, would make him like, you know, hallucinate or see things or this and that. Some people would say it would, it was something like a last starfighter where like, if you got the high score, like they knew you were good enough for some government project and would take you away. Like there's a lot right. of rumors, of, you know, kind of on the, on the frills, uh, on the fringe of, of that concept. So a couple of years ago, I just wanted to look up to see, cause I just knew about it just from, I don't know, being a weirdo who likes arcade games uh, and like l- likes old school games. So I was like, I just want to hear someone talk about it or like, you know, find a YouTube video about it, find something. So I started looking up Polybius stuff and I found this podcast about it, which takes, you know, the, the, the start of it is about the game. 
you know, right. the, the the rabbit hole that they start diving down by like the end, not even the end of episode one, like midway through episode one clearly is about much more than the game. Um, And so I, I ended up loving this, this podcast and it's only seven episodes, eight episodes. It's really yeah. not much, um, but it, it had me like absolutely hooked on every single episode. I want to say I was driving home from work when I started listening to it. And then I like made an hour's worth of detours uh, just in my hometown. So I didn't have to stop in my car and just listen to every episode going forward. And I just listened to it all in one night. And it was, wow. I, I, oh, I loved it so much. Um, yeah, no, it, it certainly is special. I, I, I am surprised you just kind of stumbled upon it because it, it yeah. feels like it's a very, very well produced podcast. And I, it's also a limited series, just like cold, um, it, it's finite, but it is very much, I think they're both kind of in that podcumentary, uh, style where they have a lot of different, um, journal readings or different, um, interviews with different people who are significant in the arcade community or who have connections to, uh, Brian and whoever else, you know, he came in contact with. Yeah. They have even have an interview of one of his ex-girlfriends. And so they get all these different pieces together and make this extremely compelling story that it has such a, a powerful narrative. And it's like when podcasts are able to do that, it is absolutely brilliant because you are only listening to words. You have nothing visual to see. And so you have to believe their words and you create the visual kind of landscape in your brain. And you're thinking, mm-hmm. okay, this is what Brian looks like. Oh, I went to high school with Brian's, you know, I, I knew guys <laughs> who were just like this, you know, who devote their life to one thing because that was what they believed in. And, Oh yeah, you know, if if I'm sure some chick would pity him and go on a date with him and or whatever. <laughs> and and so you start putting these pieces together and this podcast is just I think exceptional and I and I really enjoy um how much dedication they they put to it. Just like in Cold with all the different types of uh, mediums of of audio and it, it ultimately it feels like it makes sense. Like it feels like this was the perfect case like talking about plebeus was perfect for a podcast and it's rare that it happens a lot of times you'll listen to a podcast and be like man i wish i had something i could view with it you know i, I wish there was yeah. some kind of visual medium but sometimes when they get it just right you are happy just to listen in because those precious words or conversations are just enough to be a, a beautiful symphony in your ears of yeah. just conversation so i i, I- I heard it referred back to like old horror movies and it still sticks in my head as an analogy. Like sometimes the scariest monster isn't the one that we show you. It's it, like in horror movies, the the scariest monster is the one that we don't show you because it's whatever you're imagining in your head as the scariest thing. And whatever we put on right. screen can't match that. So a lot of times when you get to like an, a, a, a purely audio medium like this and yeah, you're, you're on the edge of your seat and, you know, you, you hear this character, you hear this, this person talking about their lives. And just like you said, like, I, I kind of know someone like that. So now that person is instantly a little bit more relatable or that person is instantly a little bit more formed in your head. Like it's not this, uh, it's not a character that's written on a page. It's, it's someone that you're, you're hearing them and can relate to and maybe cannot relate to it a lot of ways. Um, and it, it's, that's that's that goes back into why i just love it as a as a medium in general but um 
yeah, I think this this show does a really great job of following the trail and going and I, I think my favorite part about it is that every episode leaves with a, a cliffhanger. Oh, like, totally. Like there's only, like I said, seven or eight episodes, but every single one of them, like the last two sentences will have you going, what? They found this person? They 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 got an interview with so-and-so? They they were able to go to blank? And like every single time they 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 follow through and they get there. Um, and it's uh yeah, I've I've recommended this podcast to multiple people in my lives who who whether they listen to them or whether they listen to podcasts or not, I'm like, I think you would really enjoy this. And it only takes like, I don't know, two hours, three hours, like to to go through them all. Um, so this was an easy recommendation for, for, for you, for this show. And I'm so glad it connected with you because I didn't even know you were from the Portland area or anything like that. So I, I love that it has this extra layer to it. No, totally. And I, and I was absolutely hooked because I used to uh, live around, um, the Twalton area. And so when they were talking about talking to this news reporter from the eighties who wrote about, um, the, um, Polybius arcade cabinet and had a different discovery because she worked at like Twalton Weekly or something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I love that they're able to talk to the locals and get people who were around during that era because it's not just like people, like, a lot of times when you, anything you watch from like Civil War era, it's all historians. You know, no one was actually alive during the Civil War era. Yeah. It's just people who have a thousand. Uh, yard bird's eye view of the situation but to hear people that were actually in it and during the plebeus craze and who reported on it and it, much less a woman who wanted to write a news article about it but was being put down because she was a woman and wasn't able to actually write the full article that she wanted to and had to really uh, water it down like that is so smart like to be able to include that to include her phone calls to like have all these different kind of ways that it stacks up it really makes for just a climatic beautiful experience that hooks you until the very last second like it's yeah. crazy that you are on that ride the whole way and i'm honestly glad you recommended it to me now and for this podcast because i actually have gotten a lot of recommendations from bob uh in, over the 2020 uh <laughs> he posted in a discord and recommended me a few different things and I, i'm sure you showed me reply all because i'd never heard of it before and a couple other shows uh, like startup and so holding this one up his bag of tricks that Bob has, <laughs> I'm very thankful because I, I really enjoyed it. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad. I, I really am because, uh, yeah, this is what I got a lot of a lot of entertainment on. And I've re-listened to, which like for limited run series, you know, like this, I don't really do a lot. But I've listened to this one a couple times through and it's real good. It's real good. I highly recommend. It's a little tricky if 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 listeners do want to listen to it. I don't know if like on Google you can just search Polybius Conspiracy, but if you're on a podcasting app, yeah, you have to search for uh, what is it? Radio? What was it? Radiotopia? Yeah, sh sh showcase by Radiotopia. Showcase. showcase by Radiotopia. So it's a little tricky, but I highly highly recommend listening to it, especially if you're going to uh, uh, check out the the more spoilery chunk of this episode. Because man, I want to I want to dig deep on this one. <laughs> oh yes and, and so that's where we're at right now we're at the halfway point so spoilers will be um moving forward on both cold and plebeus conspiracy uh so stop here if you have any plans of listening to either one of those uh and then come back after you're done or if you're only interested in one just listen to one and then come back and then skip around 
whatever works for you. I will still put this um, time code in the show notes so that way you know where the, to pick it back up. Um, but we'll start off just continuing what we're talking about because uh, I think that's natural about the plebeus conspiracy. Sure. Uh, jumping right into the biggest spoiler of all of them um, that, I'd, uh, that they never tell you. Uh, it just kind of has to be something you find out for yourself is that this is part fact and part fiction correct and that was like a big bomb once i kind of because i finished everything and i had to look it up right you had mm-hmm. to kind of figure out what is real what is fake and honestly i just thought it was all real because like i said i i lived in twalton the twalton weekly that sounds like a real ass newspaper <laughs> place i i was sure that existed nope never existed and so there's i was like okay so then what is what really happened and ultimately it's just a brilliant script and the the way that everything is developed and produced uh over time it brings in a lot of that truth like i said the ground control arcade is real and they actually got the real owner uh, and they recorded his stuff in his uh, in interviews uh but that's spliced in with actors playing a, a, the main characters so uh that brian that we were talking about earlier uh, you know, was just an actor, and his he was never actually had any tours, never had a girlfriend, was not actually a real human being, but yeah. rather a character. But I mean, it's compelling as all hell, and I completely thought it was. And realizing afterwards it wasn't real, it didn't make it any worse of a podcast. Yes. It just same same thing with it. Me. Just yeah. kind of put some perspective in, you know? Yeah, yeah. I I did the exact same thing as soon as I finished the last episode. I was like, whoa, this is all. This is nearly too good to be true and i started googling oh, yeah. it and it really doesn't there's not a at least when i looked it up a couple well maybe a year a couple years ago when i first listened to uh, the whole thing through like you had to really dig a little bit to find out whether it was real or not because every answer they give is is you know purposefully vague um right and you know it, it, they'll say like it's a documentary style show <laughs> and it's right. like well yes this is correct but like can you give me a flat out yes or no and and after doing a little bit of digging yeah you find out yes the obviously the setting is real uh th- that whole thing that i explained about like the urban legend of polybius like that as far as urban legends go like that is a real urban legend they didn't make it up for the show like that's what they just used as the launching point for the rest of these uh characters um but yeah er- most of the other cast are just, you know, actors with a with a script who are doing what a great job of sounding believable. Oh man, because <laughs> they had me a hundred percent hooked. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because the the writing for these characters is so real, like it's yeah. so conversational. It doesn't feel like a- out of place. And once these characters are established, you're like, yeah, that's what they sound like. That's how they talk. That's how <laughs> they react. Like you you never doubt it for a second because the writing is absolutely brilliant. And that yeah. character that I've talked about, who's the female who worked for the Twalton Weekly uh, newspaper, like her best, basically timidness that she shows is so believable. And then she, the fact that she calls them back and says, hey, I actually have this tape. Like, yeah. it's like, wow, that that's, is perfect for this show. But at the same time, it's like, that, yeah, that makes sense. That's one of my favorite little cliffhangers is when they, they end one of the episodes with her calling back. And it's the message of like, well, I do have this one tape you might be looking right. for. And it's like. Oh my, like, and and that's what I mean. Every episode had something to sink your teeth into. Like at the end of the first episode, they talk about, you know, the, the mysterious kid in the wood, uh, who, who disappeared and who knows if he's even real or if he's in the imagination of this guy. 
And then the episode ends with them saying like, oh yeah, we found his boyfriend and he's, we're going to interview him in the next episode. It's like, what? (laughs) Like that's so quick. It's, it, it escalates so well, whether it's real or fake and it's, it's fake. I, I, I was kind of hoping I could break the news to you here and hear your reaction because I wasn't sure if you knew or not. <laughs> right. No, I, I was I had to look it up afterwards. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm not going to talk about Bob with this. I'm not going to be. I wanted to. As soon as I found out, I was like, Bob, do you know this? But I'm like, oh, I'm sure Bob has to know. He recommended it to me. He had, he had to go down this rabbit hole like I did. But oh, yeah, I did the exact the exact same steps that you took. I, I did the exact same thing. Um, yeah. Today you can find uh, Kirk Hamilton. Uh, he he put a tweet out I think in twenty into twenty nineteen and he's like oh I'm so disappointed they've they've been leading me on this whole time and it turns out it's fake and I'm like okay yeah I I get that maybe you you might feel led on by it just because it's it's you're only given as much information as you actually need to know for yeah. this story but nonetheless whether it's true or not that doesn't change your enjoyment that doesn't change uh, how wicked it is. Uh, if it were real, you would maybe feel differently about the way our government works. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, ultimately, it's it's it sounds like it could be real, and like something like this yeah. honestly could have happened, but just not yeah. so perfectly and beautifully and eloquently like it did in this podcast. Yeah, because because they they do, which I love so much. They take the 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 real urban legend. I keep calling it real. Like there's no actual proof that like a previous <laughs> arcade existed, but you know, they take the real right. urban legend of it, let's say. And th- they just use that as a launching point to get into this one that's, you know, a little unbelievable like oh, the FBI is putting this out there to hunt people down or it's mind control or it's, you know, to to test some torture method or whatever uh, kind of more outlandish theories that they put out in that first episode. But all that is there just to hook you like that's the um, that's the bait on the end of the hook is this more sci fi ish conspiracy conspiratorial type thing. But by the end of like episode one, everything else is kind of explained um, with like this guy has clearly some sort of drug issue or he's a drug dealer um he has obviously some some childhood abuse like they talk about the the guy with the finger missing um who like they wind up being like the repair guy at the arcade and like right like the doctor the doctor yes that's what they call him like all this stuff is explained away in a completely non sci-fi way so you walk away with it going like everything really does kind of make sense and it could have happened there's nothing here that's so outlandish that it couldn't have happened and that's why it's so realistic and so compelling uh i i yeah i i can't like i love that i love it so much to me i I feel the exact same way i love kirk hamilton i love his podcast but strong song (laughs) it's a really good one um but i totally disagree with him on that point like i i don't care if this was real or fake like the entertainment i got out of it was real regardless of what the story was so no totally totally and it, and it never felt like they were it, they weren't pulling the the sheet over my eyes so to speak you know i didn't feel yeah. duped by any means it just was a it, it made sense why it was so perfect you know why it was so well put together because there's so many different pieces that fall in line and ultimately it's it's very similar to what i talked about earlier with cold you kind of become the detective you're kind of trying to figure out, you know, what what is going on because eventually Brian's motives start start being kind of unclear, 
and you're figuring, you know, why is he acting the way he is and who is Mark to him and who was Mark's boyfriend and what is, what is going on? And so once you hear that, um, that Twalton weekly, uh, journalist who gives that tape and it's clearly some fake, uh, accent and you're like, wait, who, who recorded this tape? You know, who was talking on the tape with that Brian talking in the eighties, you know, as a kid Mm -hmm. and like the way that they distorted the audio, it totally sounded like uh, a cassette tape from the eighties. And so like, I was completely on board that I'm like, did Brian like send this tape into the newspaper? Cause he wanted to someone to write his story. And so like, what is actually happening? And so as you're becoming this own detective of the story and, and unraveling this conspiracy, you're trying to figure out for yourself, you know, what is the bottom line? And that's like, again, yeah. the best part of podcasts is when you're able to take that role of detective on. Yeah. I, I think they also do a great job of making the, you know, the main character there. Is it Brian or is it Bobby? Now I can't even remember. You know what? It's, it's been a while it, since I've listened to it. It's probably Bobby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a, it's a fictional character. So I feel less bad for unlike Sarah yeah, and Susan Powell. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Um, but yeah, like they do a great job of riding the line because Bobby's kind of the main character. He's he's the main, you know, other than the the host of the show, um, Bobby's the one we interact with the most. Who's this? This is this, you know, it's his story. Um, and I love how they ride the line with him between protagonist and antagonist. Um, like at first, just like you said, he, he's socially awkward. He's he's trying to make a buck off these tours off of like his one claim to fame is that he played this arcade game, which may or may not have even existed. And then it dives so quickly into like, well, he was, he was kidnapped. He was captured. He was taken to the woods. Uh, It might've been abused this and that, but then people don't believe his story. So you're initially like really on his side. He's made to be this, you know, kind of sympathetic figure, even if he's acting a little bit weird. And then so quickly, after that they bring him right back down to earth where they interview all these other people from around town who are like bobby's full of bs like he doesn't know what he's talking about he's doing it for the attention he never got captured like finding holes in his story and the whole series goes on where you're like well sometimes he tells the truth sometimes he's acting indignant sometimes he's clearly lying sometimes he's like they they make a they they make such a fascinating character out of him where I think by the end, he's like a kind of like a tragic villain. It's, it's totally. weird. Like he's, n- he's neither good guy or bad guy by the end of it, which I, I, I loved. It's, it's such an untraditional story that you really couldn't, I don't know if you could tell that in any other medium. No, like that's totally. so unique. Totally. And I, there's two more, there's two points that I'd like to touch on before we uh, wrap this discussion. Yeah, up. totally. Uh, I think, my one gripe was it when it's when I guess it started to fall apart was when his girlfriend said, you know, I could never see him being a drug dealer. And then it turns out he was like dealing drugs and that kind of felt shoehorned in at the end to kind of make sense of what his connection with Mark is. And like that, that was a little bit of where the character almost fell apart to me. I was like, wait, so one person who knew him intimately or nearly intimately uh, said they could never see him doing this. And then he was living such a double life, you know, behind, uh, closed doors that he actually is dealing drugs and then they get on a phone call with someone who's not mark or or who's not mark's boyfriend um and and at the end there's a lot there's a lot of things that have to kind of i guess resolve really quickly 
Uh, yeah. And, and so that's, that's, that's where it came kind of tough to me, but they do end it on an absolute banger. The final moments being that re- audio recording of uh, Bobby who dropped his phone and they, they, of course, they guess the password correctly because it's the year that Polybius was created. So they get into the phone. And, Again, those, those you know, happy coincidences. Right. That, <laughs> yeah. And, it, and ultimately, it leaves you with that last bit of dialogue. You know, it has to be real. No, no this has to happen. And so then you think, wow, yeah. maybe Bobby was just nuts, you know. And so it leaves yeah, you on like, that perfect note. Whether he's, whether the, the game exists or not, you know that Bobby believes. Oh yeah. Like he's not lying because he just might not know the truth. That's, that's kind of what they leave you on. And it's such a cool, it's not even a twist ending. It's just like this, this weirdly captivating ending. Yeah. It's almost Uh, like a cruel reality. I totally agree with you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I I really, I really enjoyed it. My one, my one gripe, and I wasn't sure if you were going to mention it either, is the only thing that seemed too outlandish was when they stole like the light bulbs out of the like airbnb or whatever right and and the whole thing is like oh because the end of the arcade game it's supposed to be like a a totally black screen and you have to play in like darkness and so like they created darkness in the cabin by with someone stealing all the light bulbs and i was like (laughs) that's like one step to like james bond super villainy you know right. like <laughs> it's just a little too convenient that's the one thing i didn't believe listening to it yeah um it, but everything else i i was wrapped and and by that point i think that doesn't happen till the last episode anyway right and it's like halfway through and it's really not ever brought up again so there's enough good to like wash over it uh that it it didn't bother me that much but i i certainly remember me being in the car listening to it for the first time and Maybe that was the first crack in my brain of like, maybe this isn't real. Right. Like right. this is, a <laughs> uh, but otherwise a pretty perfect game they're they're doing there. Yeah. No, I love I love that podcast, and I, I agree with you that that part was definitely like ah, uh, this is a little bit of a reach to to bring those together. But then you start thinking yeah. it leaves more questions than answers. Like, well, who did that? You know, is the government onto them on this dinky little podcast? Like, what what's going yeah. on here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they definitely they definitely wanted to end with more with with unanswered questions, right. you know, like that's why they, they ended it with just about every character being mad at them and not answering them and, you know, not calling back. So they, they, they left it purposefully vague. So any of the loose ends that they didn't connect, they would, you know, they could have the out of saying like, well, we tried reaching out to Bobby to answer this to close this loop, but he didn't call back. So, you know, they, they have that kind of sense of realism there um but yeah uh, overall uh, two thumbs up yes so two thumbs up will not suffice bob you know this podcast we rate (laughs) out of 100 and i am going to give this podcast a 95 out of 100 i think it's an absolute masterpiece and some of the best podcasting i've ever heard uh what rating would you give it bob i i i was right around there i said 90 i I wrote down 96 nice one um it's so good it really isn't a time commitment at all. Um, like it's, I, like I said, I did it in a day, like just driving around purposefully listening to it uh, while, while just emptying my gas tank. Cause I was so enthralled by it. Um, all the characters are so great. It's so well-written. It's so, be- it's so believable. Totally. I, it's so believable as a real thing. Um, yeah. I, I absolutely love it. Like I said, I've recommended it to multiple people. Um, and uh yeah this was a 
I, I love it. It's one of my favorites. Yes, Bob was uh, much more kind than I. He gave me a nice, uh, short, limited series podcast. And uh, on the other hand, I gave him <laughs> a very thick and methodical, long-form podcast mentory, uh Cold, uh, which we can yeah. jump right into now. Uh, what were some of the things that s- stood out to you as far as how nuts and bizarre this actual podcast is? Well, yeah, th- this was this was a case where at the same times that I was wondering if you figured out Polybius was fake, I was thinking, did he do the same thing to me? <laughs> because they're, like th- this family is so wacky in so many ways. Like Josh is the most guilty innocent person <laughs> that's ever oh, yeah. existed. Every time they talk about him like they make him out to just be more and more of a jerk and you could even you can even hear the contempt in the like host the narrator's voice throughout totally. the whole thing which which at first kind of struck me as odd which which I was like man they're they're not really telling it very journalistically which kind of also tipped me off to be like uh well tipped me off incorrectly to think like maybe this is fake maybe this is like the story they're telling they want him to be the villain so they're kind of telling it this certain way but no he's just that big of a a bad guy um especially after you find out all the things that he did uh you know allegedly to his wife and then absolutely to his kids um like he isn't like scum of the earth zero out of zero like um yeah just a horrible human being like the fact that he he got into the scenario where he was to have such a beautiful great family coming from such a disgusting awful family was insane oh my god oh the father he was the worst for me like everything josh was doing like and again not knowing where exactly it would end up for him like i didn't know if he would still be alive by the end right um you know the only thing they really make mention of is that there are no people arrested and that susan was never found so i was like maybe josh just gets off scot-free but the whole time I was listening to it, the father, Stephen, I was like, something better happen to him. He better go to jail. He better like he is the biggest creeper like because early on, like episode three, I think they talk about how he starts confessing his love to Susan. Right. who's like his son's wife. Right. His daughter in law writes. Uh, yeah. Daughter in law. And then writes songs about her. Ugh starts like massaging her feet and shoulders and then you find out later that he's stealing like her her underwear and like oh my god like absolutely taking photos of her without her knowing and absolutely like just disgusting stuff and i was like you know we'll find out what happens to josh clearly but um you know and and they eventually get to it but every time i was listening to it i was like this steven guy is an absolute scumbag and i i i was hoping something you know not good would happen right to him by the end of it no and uh yeah that also happened yeah that that <laughs> dude was a complete creep and i actually i meme on him all the time because there's a moment where he's kind of confessing his love which is incredible that that's recorded on audio like to have that actual audio yeah. part is insane and so he's, they have the audio home video of him like confessing his love, which oh my gosh! Yeah, and so he Crazy. he mentions to Susan that uh, his the shoulder rubbing was the most erotic moment of his entire life, 
And, yes. and so I meme on him frequently um, because anytime I'm rubbing my sh- wife's shoulder, I, I explain to her that this is the most erotic moment of my life because <laughs> <laughs> she's listened to the podcast as well. So, <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. But I mean, just the audacity of this dude and the fact that he's he's like, I, I'm not I'm never trying to kink shame anyone, uh, but just hearing voyeurism and that term now just kind of like makes me puke a little bit in my mouth. Just the fact that he was like yeah. taking photos of like younger, like he's basically a pedophile because it was like 14 year old girls across yeah. the way and he was taking that, photos I mean, of them. Yeah, that's explicitly what he went to jail for. Right. Like none of this stuff with Susan, obviously, because they're, you know, he's a creep, but they didn't have any hard evidence. But yeah, he took photos of like, underage girls neighbors from across the street and went to jail and then ended up dying in jail which like you know no hot takes here but not against that right (laughs) because this guy is is just garbage uh so oh my gosh And, and then they go into more deep into the family and it's like the one sister put on the wire tap and was like trying to get the confession out of uh josh and then the other brother who might have been help helping cover it up, I forget what his name was. John, I think. Um Yeah, you might yeah, that that sounds right. Um and he like they they do a whole episode they really don't mention him throughout the show. Oh yeah, I didn't know he exists till the toward, end. Yeah, and then toward the end they do one full episode like exposé on him where it's like Oh, his car might have been used to hide the body, and it, he he had strange. I think he had calls to Josh like very soon after, to where it was like this guy might have been involved in it in several different ways. Uh, and then he jumps off the top of a building and and takes his own life, and it's yeah. like, oh my gosh, it, it it was it was punch after punch after punch uh, toward toward the end of this. Uh, this podcast no there are no happy endings no absolutely not um yeah uh and yeah i mean the moment that really hit me uh was uh, the 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 one episode where the kids die like he the, the josh who's they said like you know he he's uh probably two years into this investigation they don't have any hard evidence on him despite tons of evidence that is real close, you know, or, or lack thereof or, or things that are really creepy, but not quite evidence. Um, and then eventually what was the catalyst of it? They find some sort of like pornography on his computer. Right. And they say like, Oh, we're going to take the kids away. Right. Um, and then like right before they do it, he takes the kids inside on a, on a, like a court visit. And then he blows up the house with him and the kids in it. Yeah. And it's I, that like, gutted me listening to it i was like that like it's the last act of a coward you know like there this is the most storybook awful ending for his character and it, it was real yeah you know like that's that's what a, an awful person like him would do and he did do it and it, it was like oh that that was like the true gut punch to me to the point where every episode after that one like I was a little less interested in because that one was just so uh, affecting yeah. uh, in, in so many different ways. Um, not to say that any of the episodes after that are bad in any way, but it, it just like, how do you, how do you recover from that? Like that's, that's huge. Yeah. No, I just, uh, you telling it to me brought shivers through my body. Just remembering 
how awful yeah. that was. And it's like they were trying to go through measures so something like that would never happen. Child Protective Services was there with him, but she got locked mm-hmm. outside and called the police yeah. and tried doing what she could to save these children because – I mean, uh, the only the next step would be breaking open a window and jumping in, which I'm sure she thinks every night of her life. Why didn't I do that? You know, why didn't I break into this house or yeah. something? Um, but that's yeah. at that point, then but, she's doing a crime, you know, breaking and entering. So. Yeah. How could she have predicted such a, a just cold blooded thing? Right. You know, th- like there's and the, and oh, my God, that episode the, uh, like he literally Josh, like the last things he says are to the kids like, oh, I've got a surprise for you. And that's right. what gets them inside. And then he and then they describe it as like he stares into the uh, the woman's eyes like the child protective, uh, uh, you know, the person who works for the state to, to be there for the monitored visits, looks into her eyes and just runs and locks the door and locks her out. And then they play the 911 call from her yeah that they have from her right after that moment like that that's what i was saying before the the amount of documentation on every event in this timeline is unbelievable and it, it makes everything just hit home a little bit harder no um absolutely I, the the amount of audio it just makes it perfect for this had to exist in a podcast medium like it couldn't exist anywhere else yeah. And and it just, it it came together really well. And it's tough to say because it's such a hard, like a gut wrenching case. Like it's tough to say like positive things like about how well the production is because you you feel like a bad guy, but ultimately it is extremely good. And the way that they're able to tell this narrative is very impressive. It it really is. And, and to make it into a, you know, coherent episode by episode breakdown of exactly what happened, Uh, Like they'll take full episodes and just uh, invest them in telling um, like one lead that they led into Uh, one lead that the police looked into. So, you know, at one point, um, Josh was bragging prior to her disappearance that, oh, I I watch those murder shows all the time. I could get away with murder. I would just hide her in the in a cave in the desert. No one would ever find her at like a work party. Like who, who what who would do that? And so there's an entire episode just dedicated to explaining that, explaining the background around it, explaining the missing hours that he had around that time uh, of her disappearance, and then going into like, well, could he have? And then the police's investigation on them going out into the caves and trying to find it, uh, trying to find her. Um, And like that whole, you know, in, in in the grand scheme of things, like that whole episode doesn't prove anything like you don't get anything they don't find it you don't get an answer but it is it's still fascinating to listen to even when there is no satisfying ending because you see how much work was put into it and how they they really tied every loose end up by the end of it yeah like every lead that they had was its own episode every every theory that they had was at least mentioned and and put into some sort of detail um yeah it was um it's it's a it's a really good example of just a a a tragic story and finding out all the details that you could possibly need about that tragedy from from not just a husband and a wife and and but the kids and the parents the parents on both sides like a lot of the the post um uh, after the the kids died, most of those episodes are 
featuring susan's parents in one way or another like i think they end up suing the state or something like that it goes into like this brought down like two families in a lot of different super tragic ways so yeah no uh, it's it's just insane yeah. what they're able to do and, and focus on those families and as we talked about the, the father steven and how effed up he was and the fact that he Ugh. even had one child that has a, a good um, an ounce of goodness in her that she's able to work with the police and try to help bring Josh to justice. Uh, I think Jennifer mm-hmm. is her name. Like that that kind of like storyline is insane. Like that is what people write in their fiction. They write this kind of stuff because yeah. it just is like too good to be true. And the fact that it is true is just, you know, just like you said, like you had to look it up afterwards because otherwise I, I didn't even know. I wasn't familiar with the Powell case either. And so looking it up afterwards no, I, myself, I, I didn't know what was going to happen to the kids. I hoped they were still alive as I was listening to it. And so once you kind of get that diminishing, gut-wrenching blow to the stomach that they're no longer alive and this is why, it's like, man, I almost wish I could have been there. to. Do, do, I, don't, I don't know what I could have done, but just a friend of a friend to like reach out and like make stop this from happening because nobody wants that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's kind of how they wrap it up at yeah. the end because obviously there is no satisfying ending. There's no you know late breaking news here we found her living in cuba like you know they don't have that that's it's not there so the the ending of it isn't like putting a bow on top of the story and telling you wasn't that such a happy ending it's telling people that if you see this if you see this kind of behavior whether you're being affected by it firsthand or whether you're one of Susan's coworkers who who hears these stories or like whether you're the babysitter who sees this guy acting strange right. all the time and, and making everyone around him uncomfortable, like say something, do something, get help, like whatever steps need to be taken, take them. Like, don't just sit there and say things will work out in the end because this whole podcast was proving to you it's sometimes it doesn't yeah. um, and, and action needs to be taken. Um, and uh, that was the takeaway I got from it. And it was very powerful, very entertaining, very hooking. Uh, but you know, obviously it's, it's, it's not one, if you want to laugh, that's not what the podcast is. Um, but it's, it's, it was gripping in a lot of ways. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think both of these podcasts that we talked about today, both have their own power in their own ways and both kind of changed my perspective, at least the way I view uh, a couple different themes and and things that I might interact with, and so I, I think there's definitely a throughput line between the two of these that they aren't humor uh, by any means, but they are going to be extremely informational and entertaining at the same time, and that's hard to do, and that's why a lot of people don't yeah. like the History Channel because it's usually boring <laughs> and it's not like presented in an interesting way. But these two definitely give you a lot of perspective and give you a lot of entertaining uh, knowledge. Uh, some fiction, some fact, and uh, certainly help you uh, grow. And that's what I like. And when my entertainment helps me become a better person, more thoughtful, more invested in something, more um, just having a greater perspective on life, that's when yeah. I feel like my time is best wasted. You know, that's when I feel like <laughs> I, I can really make the most out of that extra time that I have here on this earth. 100%. Uh, you know, uh, to get entertainment is, is fantastic, but to get entertainment and uh, get some sort of takeaway from it uh, is even all the better. And I, I definitely took something away from from both of these podcasts today. So I I, I definitely appreciate you uh, uh, 
bringing this to me and uh having me hear the whole thing i did not mind that it was <laughs> it was long because right. believe me there were there were some days where like i was looking at the clock and i was like i wish i didn't have work tomorrow so i could listen to two more episodes of this <laughs> before i went to bed like because uh, I I wanted to know what happened next. Nice. Uh, whatever next revelation or search there was, I wanted to know it. So nice. Yeah. Now I'm glad you liked it. So without further ado, ratings. What what are you thinking? Oh boy. Um. I'm gonna say, holy cow, this is tough. Um, I'm gonna say like eighty nine. Good. Good. No, I'm. I'm uh, I think. Rating. I think my only gripe about it was, especially at the beginning, like the first two episodes, I I just didn't know where they were going. Right. Like I didn't quite know who was the good guy or bad guy yet, and they threw out a lot of names and locations, and I was like, I'm getting a little lost here, and I had to like rewind a couple times to like double check, like, wait, who are they talking about, and who is their relation to this person. Um, and maybe that was just me being a little distracted, so I can't blame it fully on the podcast, but I was like, I wasn't quite sure where it was going. And then once it hit the, the main story they were telling, like they're married, father's a creep. And, and then the, the de-evolution of it from there, that's when it was all systems go. And then, and then, like I said, the last couple of episodes after, um, the, the explosion and all that kind of stuff, I, I think I was a little emotionally already out of it just because of everything that happened so i was a little less interested in those as well but that middle chunk is about as good as it gets yeah. like that that's the only reason it doesn't get higher no absolutely i 100 percent agree i think i would give it an 88 out of 100 just one uh point underneath it but 88 is my favorite number of all time and so it kind of has this, <laughs> it has, it's because it has a special sentiment to me because this was one of my first podcasts that really got me into what like a, a bigger idea that podcast is more than just radio you know it can be this actual yeah like I said, podcumentary format. And so it's really special to me in that way, but I completely agree that it, some of those tail end episodes are kind of dry and they're like, well, why am I still listening? And the fact that it is, I think like 16 episodes each at an hour length, that's 16 hours. Like that's hard to recommend to somebody who isn't like super interested into podcasts. You know, if they aren't very familiar with a longhand yeah. format of podcasts, it'd be tough for them to jump into it if they don't make the time for it. So there's a lot of like little things along the way and you're absolutely right. It does take a little bit to get into, but that middle portion, if I can just cut between like episodes three to like 10, uh, that that's definitely yeah. like the highlight, you know, that's, that's in the nineties, that's in the mid nineties for sure. But the fact just yeah. kind of from the outside perspective, perspective of looking at it from a whole, yeah, I feel like 88 is, it's a, it's a great uh, podcast. Uh, it just takes a little bit to, to ramp up and a little too long to cool down. Yeah. Fully agree. Uh, you'll, you'll find no argument here. Excellent. Well, that will do it for medium of the month. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show with me, BB. And here is the time for you to plug the 99 questions podcast and give people a little bit taste of what it is. Cause I haven't even talked about what it is on the show. Oh, well, thank you so much. First off, thank you so much for having me. This was uh, tremendously fun. I loved, uh, I, I love listening to podcasts. So having someone, you know, having an excuse to kind of binge through one that I wouldn't have known about otherwise is fantastic. Uh, I absolutely adored it. Um, but yeah, if you want to hear more from me, uh, I have a, a podcast, 99 questions. That's the number 99. If anyone wants to search it out. Um, and it's basically me doing the same 99 question interview to all sorts of uh, different guests. And I've been very lucky to have uh, some super interesting people on 
uh, throughout the time. Uh, people in the video game industry, Dan Reichert, Mary Kish, Ben Hansen, um, people outside of the video game industry, uh, comedians, Jeffrey James, Riley Anspaugh, actors, Cecily Bro, uh, Beth May, uh, who you recommended and oh, yeah. was one of my favorites. She's like absolutely the best. Um, uh, Abby Russell, DJs, YouTubers. I, I've, I've been very lucky to have a lot of uh, super interesting people on there. Um, so if you want to uh, give it a scroll through, see if any of the names uh, catch your eye or maybe are based on a podcast that you've listened to already. Uh, I would certainly check it out. It's 99 questions. And it's uh, the thing I'm most proud of right now. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's uh, it's uh, it's a fun time. No, it's so, absolutely excellent. And if you're familiar with the How to Waste Your Time uh, shows and you've been listening to recently, uh, about three or four episodes ago, I talked about the GOAT episode that everyone knows, <laughs> the Chat Roulette Extravaganza Special. It is uh, a great place to get your feet wet if you want to kind of get a feel for uh, what the show is, where he went on Chat Roulette and just asked those 99 questions to a bunch of different people. And uh, yeah. the r- results are excellent. And I, I'm always inspired by you, Bob. So I appreciate you being on my show. I'm very humbled to to have you here, and because you're you're a big inspiration for me to even get started. Once I saw your podcast, I kind of felt like, all right, I can do this and make my own uh, network more or less. Because what you're doing there is awesome work, man. Well, that too kind. Thank you so much. Uh, you you're, you do a wonderful show here. I listen to it every time, uh, every month. So I uh, I really appreciate it. Keep on rocking. Keep on doing it. Absolutely. Thank you, man. All right. And that is all the time we have for you guys this month. Tune in in a couple of weeks. We'll have another How to Waste Your Time uh, monthly episode. And then we'll have another Medium of the Month next month. So we'll just keep on chugging along. So thank you for listening. And this was Medium of the Month. of the month i'm holding hints here with my special ghost special ghost here we go <laughs> Ooh. here we go recording in three <laughs> two one